بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وبه نستعين ونصلي ونسلم على خاتم النبيين إمامنا وقدوتنا محمد بن عبد الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد اللهم لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن عين لا تدمع ومن دعاء لا يسمع رب يسر ولا تعسر وتمم بالخير وبك نستعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري اللهم إني أعوذ بك من أشتكى بك ثم أما بعد my dear mothers, my dear fathers, my dear brothers and sisters, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Would it be possible for us to share some of the space on this side of the masjid? I know some of us are comfortable there, but it just makes it easier to uh, balance looking between my right and my left. Jazakumullah khairan. All praises are due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we seek His assistance, and we seek His guidance. And we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evil of our souls and the adverse consequences of our deeds. Whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses to guide, then none can misguide that person. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees misguidance upon them, none can guide him. And I bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his final messenger. As to what follows, I have been given a topic with a very interesting title again and that title is winning against all odds and when I thought about the appropriate way to tackle this particular talk I couldn't think of anyone better to learn from and to share with you the lessons of this person besides Yusuf alayhi salam because Yusuf alayhi salam as we all know is a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that faced constant trials and tribulations throughout most of his life. And with the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he witnessed ease after ease after ease after ease. It was a long period of ease after he passed the difficulties that faced him. So he is definitely a contender and definitely one who won against all odds so what i have done it's impossible for us to share the magnanimous and plentiful lessons that we find in the chapter of yusuf alayhi salam in a 50 minute talk um, however what i've tried to do is extract some winning formulas if i can call them that some aspects of his life that definitely were a means of his success and him winning against all odds. So this is inshallah what we will take during the course of this particular lecture. So let's look at the story of Yusuf alayhi salam first and foremost. When we look at this particular chapter, 
we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed it just before the Muslims migrated to Medina. After the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was rejected by his people in Mecca. After the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam went to Ta'if and was stoned and had his shoes filled with his blood sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Indeed a difficult time that the Muslim Ummah witnessed. It was a testing time. The companions of the Prophet ﷺ were being persecuted. Their properties were being taken from them without any right. It was a difficult time. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this chapter at this time appropriately to give the Prophet ﷺ and the companions solace to teach them that those before you, they also faced a lot of odds. But they won against all those odds. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the chapter of Yusuf alayhi salam. So such an appropriate place at an appropriate moment to give good hope in the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the companions radiallahu anhum ajma'in. So let's start by discussing something close to home. That is definitely from the formulas of success and was definitely a means of Yusuf alayhi salam winning against all the odds that he faced in his life. Because charity begins at home. So if somebody wants us to share with them those formulas that will be a means of them being that worthy citizen in each and every society and community that that person lives in, being that contributor to every community that he or she lives in, we must start in the home. So we learn that Yusuf alayhi salam saw a dream. He saw a dream, a strange dream. And when he saw this dream, which consisted of the sun and the moon and 11 stars bowing down to him, this was strange indeed, he was in a quandary. He faced a dilemma. But he knew where to go to get the answers. Why? Because he lived in a home where parental upbringing was at its peak, was done to its best. He knew who his hero was. His hero was his father. So this is the first lesson of servants of Allah. That if you want to be a person, or if you want your child to be a person, that will stand up against all odds, and be that worthy citizen, that contributed to society in a positive way. Don't forget the title of this conference, right? We're speaking about Muslims in the West, how to flourish, how to thrive, how to succeed. Know and understand, O servants of Allah and O children of Adam, that it all begins at home. Yusuf alayhi salam was not confused as to where should I go to get this answer. He was getting guidance in the highest form from his father. This is my point of direction from now. And he went to his father and relayed the dream immediately. How does he address his father? With amazing character, amazing conduct, amazing speech patterns. He says, Ya Abati, Subhanallah. Oh my dear father. 
So this teaches us that this young boy got magnanimous lessons in akhlaq and character whilst he was in the home of his father. So if you want a child that's going to win against all odds, survive the adversities of society, then know and understand, O servant of Allah, that it begins with you passing on to them akhlaq, good character, how to speak, when to speak, how to address fellow family members. Right? And because Yaqub was doing this, he was already his teacher in the eyes of Yusuf Today, what do the youth do when they have a question that they cannot answer? What do they do? Is it immediately that they turn to Sheikh Google? We don't want to say Hafidahullah. Or do they come to you, O mother and O father in the home? This is the first question we have to ask. And if we cannot answer this question, know and understand that you have not done right by your child. You are, you are not preparing them to be that worthy citizen of tomorrow. That worthy contributor to society tomorrow. You have not done that. So he turns to his father and says, Ya Abati, oh my dear father, know and understand that there are 10 ways in which you can address your parents in the Arabic language. 10 ways. And the softest of them as agreed to by the ulama of Arabic language, is to place a ta at the end of ab. Ya abati. So he releases this dream to his father. And his father, who practices what he preaches, responds to his son in the most beautiful of ways as well. He says, Oh my dear son, Ya bunay, la ilaha illallah. He doesn't call him by names that... A Muslim should not be known by, like brat, like rascal, like shaitan. People are laughing, isn't it? Make sure you don't have shaitans in your home. Bring up your children properly. He called him my dear son because indeed he was a dear child. He was a dear child. And he advised him. La taqsus ru'yak ala ikhwatik. Yaqub understood he was a prophet of Allah. He understood from this dream that Allah has something great in store for my child. So he said to him, don't release this dream to your brothers. Otherwise they will plot and plan against you. But look at Yaqub in his complexity as a father, in his ability to teach. He completes the statement by saying, Subhanallah. He said, indeed, shaitan is a clear enemy to mankind. He's teaching his son that yes, your brothers may plot against you, but know and understand that it's not their fault. Don't be too hurt by these people who you see as your protectors, as those that love you, as those that may advise you. This can be turmoil for a child. That someone who they take as closest to them, can turn against them. And here my father is telling me, who I trust with my whole life, that these brothers who I respect dearly will do this to me. Yaqub alayhi salam, in his complexity as a dad, as a father teaches his child, that it is not them. Oh my dear son, shaitan is a clear enemy. It will be as a result of the work of shaitan. And wallahi, Yusuf alayhi salam remembers the lesson of his father throughout the story. Until when the family is reunited and Yusuf salam is in his 40s as explained by some of the ulama of tafsir. And they unite 
And Yusuf السلام, explains in a little bit of detail what happened before. He doesn't say, when my brothers caused disunity between us, he said, after shaitan caused me to become disunited with my brothers. La ilaha illallah. Where did he learn that story? Have we read Yusuf السلام, the chapter of Yusuf? Right at the end, he says, مِن بَعْدِ أَنْ نَزَغَ الشَّيْطَانِ بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَ إِخْوَتِي لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ He's telling his father the same lesson he received before he attained the age of seven. Because some of the ulama of tafsir said he was abducted before he was seven years old. So Ya'qub gave this boy universal values within the seven years of his life that allowed this boy to win against all odds. Even in the home of those that were idolaters, La ilaha illallah. Amazing, isn't it? We'd say, Ajib. Naam, it is Ajib. Wala ajaban fi dalik. It's strange, but it shouldn't be strange because this is the way of a believer. So, Ya'qub alayhi salam commands his son to something. And he understands that this is confusing for my child, so he makes it clearer for him that this is the work of shaitan. Today, as parents, we have a problem. And that problem is, in most cases, we only know how to command towards something or command against something. We only have the ability to tell the child, do and don't do. If'al wala taf'al. Sighatul amr nahi as the ulama of usul al-fiqh say. Right? Do and don't do. Don't play in the sun. Wear your hat. Don't eat that. Sit here. Do this, commanding. That's all we do. We never explain why. We don't respect the intellect of this child enough. Ya'qub here is respecting the intellect of young Yusuf. And he's explanatory in his answer. He's explanatory in his, in his answer. Don't say, don't relate your dream, for these people will plot against you. You see, he explained himself. Subhanallah. Jama'a bayna al-amr wa ta'aleel. For those who are studying Usul al-Fiqh, <laughs> he was an Usuli, isn't it? Prince, the jurisprudic methodology. He gathered between a command and giving the reason for the command. And then he didn't stop there. He, cal- he calmed the fears of Yusuf salam. And he didn't stop there. He knew that my son would be really confused right now. That okay, shaitan is a means of this happening, but these are my brothers. Thus Ya'qub continues and says, وَكَذَلِكَ يَجْتَبِيكَ رَبُّكَ وَيُعَلِّمُكَ مِن تَأْوِيلِ الْأَحَادِيثِ وَيُتِمُّ نِعْمَتَهُ عَلَيْكَ وَعَلَىٰ آلِ يَعْقُوبِ كَمَا أَتَمَّهَا عَلَىٰ أَبَوَيْكَ مِنْ قَبْلِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْحَاقِ لا إله إلا الله He tells Yusuf alayhi salam, My dear son, don't worry, don't be in despair. This is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to complete His favor upon you. لا إله إلا الله He describes the difficulty as a means by which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will complete his favor upon Yusuf, just as Allah did with regards to the forefathers of Yusuf, Ibrahim and Ishaq. So Yusuf alayhi salam, this young boy, he's taking on a lot, isn't it? I mean, look at the reality of this message. This is a great message. And at that time, Yusuf did not know he was going to be abducted. It happened, right? The Quran doesn't teach us that Yusuf relayed the dream. The abduction happened irrelevant. Right? But look at the lessons that Ya'qub alayhi salam parted with this boy. So, lesson number one, charity begins at home. If you want to win against all odds, prepare your child for that. Build them. A strong foundation assures a strong completion. 
Make sure that you make your child before you send him out of the home. Or send her out of the home. Before you send them to school. Where they will be exposed to a range of other things. A range of other ideas. Right? Yesterday there was a talk about identity crisis. Subhanallah. Look at Yusuf alayhi salam getting a lesson in understanding who he, who he is. La ilaha illallah. Isn't Yaqub alayhi salam telling him that you are a son of a prophet and your forefathers were Ibrahim and Ishaq. They were prophets as well. So even though you're going to go out of the home by the age of seven, you live the remainder of your life not doubting your identity, not doubting your roots, knowing who you are. Subhanallah. This is... We must ponder over the verses of the Qur'an, O servants of Allah. We must ponder, deliberate, think, why did Yaqub say this? And why did he say that? And what does he mean by this? Yaqub is telling him, my dear son, you will be a prophet, son of a prophet, son of a prophet, son of a prophet. And this is the reality of Yusuf salam. Yusuf, Ibn Yaqub, Ibn Ishaq, Ibn Ibrahim, salam. Subhanallah. Honorable one, the son of an honorable one, the, the son of an honorable one, the son of Khalilullah Ibrahim alayhi salam. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said in the sunnah. So here, Yaqub alayhi salam prepares his child. Let's him understand who he is. Do not ever doubt your identity. Know your values because people will recognize you through your values. And if you look after your values as a believer, then know and understand that you have comprehensive laws surrounding you that will keep you afloat, keep you in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, keep you winning against all odds throughout the course of your life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to bring up our children in the way that Yaqub alayhi salam did with Yusuf alayhi salam. Amen. Lesson number two. If we study the chapter of Yusuf alayhi salam in detail, we find a commonality. And that commonality is in the form of Yusuf alayhi salam being mentioned as being from amongst the good doers, those who do good deeds. Yusuf alayhi salam when he was in the prison and he was approached by the inmates and they requested him to interpret the dream for, for them. What did they say at the end? Inna naraka min al Indeed, we see you from those that do good. The women of the city, when the king questioned them about Yusuf alayhi salam and about why he is in prison, they all bore witness to his chastity. And they bore witness to the fact that he as well is from the doers of good. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Know and understand from this, O servants of Allah, and O children of Adam, that if you want to win against all odds, look after the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look after His laws. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created us, who knows us better than we know ourselves. La ilaha illallah. Imagine a person creates a vehicle. He creates a vehicle. Mercedes-Benz produces a vehicle. And when you purchase the car, they place in the cubbyhole a book which tells you how to operate the vehicle. Right? But you feel, I know better. I know better. I'll start the car how I want. I'll drive the car how I want. Right? I know better. What will happen? Who knows the car better? You or the manufacturer of the vehicle? 
The manufacturer, isn't it? That's why the manufacturer shares with you an instruction manual. So who knows us better, O servants of Allah? Where did we come from? From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He created us and He knows us better. Thus He has sent prophets and He has revealed books for us to take guidance and understand how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How to worship Allah. Subhanallah, today people worship Allah how they want. How they want and they say it's worship of Allah. No, O servants of Allah. You worship Allah how Allah taught you to worship Him. If you could worship Allah how you wanted to, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wouldn't have sent prophets. Wouldn't have revealed books, isn't it? Salatul Fajr is good, but it's two units of prayer. If somebody tells you that I want to perform Salat al-Fajr as three raka'at, Salah is good, making sujood is good, how can you say it's bad? I'm putting my head down for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'm even sincere, I'm doing it for the sake of Allah. We say your action is rejected. Null and void. Man amila amalan laysa alayhi amruna That whoever does anything that is not from our instruction is rejected. The instruction of Allah and His Rasul. And that is why the reality of a believer is that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Rasul command towards something or warn against something, we say, Sami'na wa ata'na. We have heard and we have obeyed. We don't feel that we have a choice in the matter. We don't feel that we have a choice in the matter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَا كَانَ لِمُؤْمِنٍ وَلَا مُؤْمِنَةٍ إِذَا قَضَى اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا that it wasn't for a believing male and a believing female. That when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or His Prophet commanded towards something, that they felt, you know what, we have a choice in the matter. Let's see what happens, how we feel the next day. If it suits us, we'll follow it. If it doesn't suit us, we'll reject it. La wallah. This is not the way of a believer. This is not the way of a believer. This is the way of those who disbelieved. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah, He's addressing those who have disbelieved and He has told them, do you believe in part of the book and deny part? That which suits you, you accept. And that which you don't agree with, you try to edit and change. We will never ever be able to change the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken it upon Himself to protect the revelation. Alhamdulillah. However, today we see in the activities and actions of the believers, their intent to change the Qur'an. Whereby they contradict the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They contradict the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةَ Allah commands us towards the establishment of salah and the paying out of zakah. But look at the state of the ummah today with regards to salah. Look at the state of the ummah today with regards to zakah. Subhanallah, they literally consider the zakah that they're supposed to give out as their money. Little do they know that when Allah revealed this verse, it was not your money. It was just there for safekeeping in your account. It never belonged to you. It was never yours. And that's why I tell people when you're working out your amount, take 2.5% out of there and don't even look at it. Consider it as gone. It's not yours. It's for the poor person. But today, people feel they have a choice in the matter. Right? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. So, to win against all odds, O servants of Allah and O children of Adam, we must be from amongst those who do good deeds. So let's speak about good deeds a little bit. Because many people are looking for this formula of happiness. The formula of happiness, isn't it? Nobody says we're looking for the formula of depression. Is anybody saying that? 
that you know what? We are so happy in life, it's about time we, came, we became depressed. <laughs> Please pass on to us the formula for depression. Nobody's saying that. Everybody's looking for happiness and contentment. And wallahi, O servants of Allah, O children of Adam, Yusuf alayhi salam teaches us that no matter what difficulty you're going through, no matter what odds you're facing, you can be the happiest person on the face of this earth because happiness is granted to the one who does good deeds. Let me share with you a verse in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have we not read where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Man amila salihan min dhakarin aw untha وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنْ فَلَنُحْيِيَنَّهُ حَيَاةً طَيِّبًا Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the one who does good deeds, please note good deeds, from both the males and the females, وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنْ That is the condition. And they are believers. Allah says, فَلَنُحْيِيَنَّهُ we, for those people, we will give them a happy life, a life of resilience, a life of contentment, a life of pleasure, a life of peace. Isn't that what we're looking for? We're all looking for this life. And Allah is telling us in the Quran, whoever does good deeds and they are from the believers, then for them is this life in this world. And in the year after, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we will reward them with something better than they used to do, which is Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from the people of Jannah.